Life in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. I'm guest host, Henry J. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 46, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. Word. Tyler, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, let's see. What's new? Uh, I emceed a wedding this weekend. Did you really? I did. I, well, I ran sound Annan's emceed a wedding. Man. Uh, our friends Stephanie and Chris got married. Congratulations. But it was fun, and it was kind of nerve-wracking. Garrett was there, but I think I'm going to, like, maybe put an ad out on Craigslist for, like, a wedding DJ MC and start trying to do that on the weekends. I can see, I can see you doing <laughs> that. Speaking of Garrett, he's on vacation, which is why I'm here again. Indeed, so. yeah. Garrett's, where is he, Arizona? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Some, someplace warm. Yeah. The sun. I know, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, anyway, what's up with you? What's new? Uh, I did quarter mania on Sunday and went to a hockey game all at the same time. So I uh, went bowling at Glacier Lanes for quarter mania, which we wrote about on the Live in Everett blog, so you yeah, can go yeah. check that out. Richard Porter put so that. So what is quarter mania yeah. again? So quarter mania, you pay like a cover charge, I think it's like 650 and then all the games that you bowl, your shoes, hot dogs... Uh, sodas, coffee, things like that are all 50 cents. And then like Bud and Bud Light is like a buck 25. So you can get pretty loaded and <laughs> and go bowling on a Sunday night. So it's on quarter mania is on Sunday night. I believe it's also on Saturday or Friday too. There's another day for okay. quarter mania. All I know is that it's on Sunday. So. so 50 cent hot dogs? Yeah, 50 cent hot dogs. Wow. Yeah. They're... Uh, you had they're, one? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them and I declined. But I'm, nobody got sick, so That's I'm sure awesome. they're delicious. But I don't know, 50 cent hot dogs kind of freak me out. <laughs> totally. So. All right. So if you're not familiar with Live and Ever, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos. Uh, we send out a jam-packed weekly newsletter called The Weekly Goodness. We maintain an active blog, events, calendar, and more. You can learn more about what we do at www.liveandever.com. This week on the show, we have Michelle Bruda da Costa from Homebridge Financial joining us. Michelle is in the top 1% for mortgage originators. Did I say that correctly? You did. I'm, I'm doing well. All right. In the country. <laughs> and she's here to help us uh, navigate the housing market in Everett. Yeah. Full disclosure, Michelle is also like, so Homebridge Financial Services, they're a sponsor of Live in Everett. But uh, Michelle is a dear friend of Garrett and mine, and we've worked with her a lot in our real estate business. Um, before we jump in with Michelle, just want to take a quick sec to thank another local sponsor, Mazatlan Mexican Restaurant. Mazatlan has daily happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. to close. We also have an awesome Sunday brunch and a great outdoor patio that'll be killer in the summertime. They're located at 1325 Pacific Avenue. Find them online at www.themazatlonmex.com slash Everett. Alrighty. Michelle, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So uh, first question, uh, how'd you come to Everett? Uh, what, what's your background here in yeah. this fine city? I moved to Washington about seven years ago and landed in Everett and have had the pleasure of um, spending tons of time here. My office is in downtown Everett. Um, it was the first city we came to and uh, have loved it. So yeah, that's how I got here. Nice. You already always like have like pro tips for good places to eat. Um, what are some of your favorite spots in Everett? There are so many good spots. One of the things I love about Everett is that it is very unique. They don't have necessarily a lot of chains. They've got all the local places that have the really good food. I love Anna's. Um, it's one of my favorite Mexican restaurants. I tell everybody it's one of the little hidden secrets that has amazing Mexican food. Um, yeah, and then- I feel like it's worth mentioning 
and talking a little about Anna, what Anna's is. So Anna's Casita used to be a little red food cart that yep. was outside of the gas station on like 42nd Evergreen. Yep. Something happened to the food cart and now she's in the gas station there right. and she's only open a few days a week. And I learned about her from you. Yeah. And she's the nicest person. Right. And her food is amazing. And before we started recording this, you said that it's the best Mexican in Washington. Yeah. And you're from Texas. <laughs> yeah. So I fit, and Garrett and I just went there for a living every video and it was the bomb. And she so, always remembers your orders too. Like when I'll be ordering for my mom, she'll be like, your mom doesn't like onions, remember? <laughs> that's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. the best. That's, that's I'm like, oh, you're right. She really is, I think, one of the nicest people I've ever met in yeah, my life. Yeah, she's like, sweet. Just the hospitality there and hardworking. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. She's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's I love that place. Um, there's an amazing Indian restaurant called Mahal that I discovered about a year ago, and they have fantastic Indian food. A family that moved here, I think, from Florida. And where are they located? They're near um, Boeing. They're kind oh, of nice. yeah. So oh, kind of in that like um, pocket that's near bordering Mukilteo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have amazing Indian food and just great um, family working there i like them a lot um and then i love red rock subs i you know for good totally. sub sandwich i love yeah. mikey's for good burgers yeah. so it just depends i guess on what kind of heart attack i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. you know yeah. what i what i've been into lately is a tip from richard porter um he's a he works with us at live in everett and um he's a vegetarian mm -hmm. the veggie burgers at ray's he turned me on to are they good i mean ray's burgers are bomb their fish and chips are bomb but if i want something a little bit healthier i get a veggie burger but i'm not sure that it's healthier because i'm pretty sure they deep fry it right. <laughs> <laughs> deep fried vegetables have to still have some health <laughs> totally it, it's super good i've been rolling on the uh on the valley club sandwich that is a it's great so club sandwich good. my god yeah, the where's that from? From Valley Organic. Oh, cool. From Colby. Um, yeah, I'm a big uh, club sandwich connoisseur, so mm. please send all club sandwich tips to me. <laughs> Podcast at liveinever.com. I want to know. Yeah, there. I know that there's another good club sandwich somewhere, and it's like in my head, but I can't remember it right now. But I'll try to remember it by the end of the show and well, yeah. give you a tip. So anyway, we're we're kind of here to talk about food, but we're also here to talk hey, about what, like what you do every day. <laughs> so um, you're a mortgage loan originator right what does that mean well it means that i help people with the financing to purchase homes so we originate loans and that's there's lots of different types of loans that people will get depending on their specific circumstances but we originate those and um, help them buy homes so yeah and you're in the top one percent yeah, I in actually the, the just country, found out right? yesterday I qualified again for 2017. Right, Pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah, I four years in a row. Amazing. Thank you. How many years in a row? Four. Man, so you got a dynasty going. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really humbled and very thankful to all you know my clients and my friends that have um, helped me. So yeah. Yeah, we've worked with a lot of different lenders, but there's just I, I don't even know what your secret is, you know, because <laughs> obviously you're really smart and. Uh, you know what you're talking about, but I think just your personality with people Thank you. is what really kind of knocked it out of the park. I've never seen you in a bad mood, even when I know that you have like work up to your ears and I'm calling you <laughs> like Michelle, I need this right now. <laughs> and you probably have like 80 other real estate agents that are hitting you up and you never have a bad attitude and you're always helpful. And, Thank you. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate it's that. It's pretty cool. So how do you do it with being a top 1%? I know that, you know, so you have four kids right. and I know you personally and you were like working up until you gave birth and then I yeah. feel like you were work, still working in the hospital yeah. and you know, you do a lot of business and, yeah. uh, but how do you do it? 
I, you know, I'm um, grateful that my job offers flexibility to be yeah. able to, you know, it is kind of 24-7. Sometimes I joke that I squeeze my life in around work. Mm-hmm. But I'm always super grateful to have that kind of career. My mom and dad came to the U.S. with a $20 in their pocket kind of story. Wow. And, um, you know, they, I mean, when I hear the things that they went through to just to give us even like a treat of a McDonald's Happy Meal, mm-hmm. it's always, to me, it's really, really um, I can't be thankful enough, even though, you know, hours can be long and, you know, it's still such a, I'm so grateful for it. So the balance is definitely sometimes not there like anybody else who has a family and has sure. work, but, um, my husband is super supportive and the kids are, you know, used to, um, being flexible. And then, you know, like I said, the flexibility in my job allows me to still go to the cool things. Totally. And, yeah. Be I, with them. So. I feel like there's been lots of times where I've called you or you called me back and you're like, Hey, I've only got two seconds. I'm heading to my kids this thing or this thing and so it's good that you make your family a priority too it really is unbelievable like i don't have kids and i work a lot a lot of times (laughs) when i'm like stressing and they want like i need to have kids soon oh my gosh (laughs) but i work so much i just think about you and i'm like (laughs) you'll make it happen (laughs) yeah yeah you will (laughs) so where does your work ethic come from i am just driven by I guess it's in, it's internal I would say like I said you know having known where my parents came and um, how hard they worked they were um, foreign in the US I'm first generation here and uh, having seen that I've always just been driven and by I have a passion my job sometimes the hours are I don't feel the hours because I really love what I do. I love truly serving with people. My clients are my friends and my customers. I have clients from 17 years ago that still call me to tell me what's going on in their life. And I love that. It's a friendship to me. Any, you know, and um, so that being driven by that passion, I guess, is probably what drives me. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. So I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to all of the stuff, like buying a home, there things are no like dumb that. Questions. They don't, <laughs> they don't teach you this in high school. They don't. No, I they know. Don't. <laughs> so, um, like speaking for myself, it seems like it's out of my reach. Like my background, I'm, I'm 31 and I just graduated from college last year. Like, you know, I, I still live with my parents right now until, I, right. until I can afford, you know, to move out and whether it's, right. whether it's renting or owning. Right. Um, so what's your advice for people like myself who may be first time buyers and Everett? Like, what are they looking at within like the next five years? Like, let's say somebody's just going to college, just going to community college. Now they're going to be out in four years, right? Ready to buy a home, right? What is that going to look like? Well, I have a lot of clients that meet that criteria. And by the way, living with your parents is totally awesome. That's what a it's lot rad. of people. It is awesome. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your parents are especially cool. So uh, you know, yeah. they're getting sick and tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of my clients meet that same criteria and, uh, I really like to break the home loan process down. It's very simple as far as what it takes to buy a home. Um, I think people think it's this big monstrous kind of, um, mountain to climb, but it's really simple. In fact, it's so simple. It's a lot of things it would still take to rent a home, you know, or to rent an apartment. But the main things that we look at when we're qualifying somebody and saying, are you able to buy right now or in the future, you know, whenever your plans are, is what are you looking at for a down payment? And the state of Washington has down payment assistance programs. We actually have some of the best programs in the country that can actually give you your down payment as a silent loan on your home so that for people who it would be take a long time for them to have a down payment, they can actually go through that grant program. Um, 
And then, so we look at down payment, we look at your credit report and, you know, have you been paying your bills on time, but there are programs, there are loans for people who have had some hiccups in their credit in the past. And then the last thing that we look at is your debt to income ratio, which is probably the one thing that someone may not be familiar with. And that is looking at what your monthly expenses are versus your income. So that's a big thing because sometimes people are a little shocked that they may have a $300 car payment that's costing them $60,000 in financing on a home loan. So I would say for most people, and the cool thing is millennials are more conservative, um, is to manage what your monthly expenses are, you know, versus, because we're not looking at the amount of debt you have, we're looking at the monthly payments you have to see how much you can use to qualify for a home loan. And um, so, yeah, that, those are kind of the big things. But for somebody who's looking to buy in the future, I would say definitely it's a good idea to save what you can, um, which is what, you know, I think people are probably planning towards. But, um, you know, make sure you make your payments on time. And then the thing is just, you know, try to manage, um, you know, consolidating your your expense, just your expenses and your debts. One of the big things that changed recently is student loans. Unfortunately, yeah, it hurts it, a lot of people because we have to use 1% of their balance as a, in their debt ratio, but not all loan programs are like that. So the great thing is that um, Homebridge, where I work, actually has some programs that allow you to use your actual payment that you're making. And so for that reason, we've been able to qualify people who do come out of college with a lot of student loan debt. They don't have to use 1% of that $200,000. Right. That was going to be my yeah. next question. It's like, well, I'm in that boat. I have yeah. student loans. And it's right. just like, how, how do I manage this? You know, right. so it, it does sound, you know, you read in the news and in, in, the, in the media in quotation marks about how, you know, buying a house millennials can't buy a house housing market's crazy like right. you know us as a generation we don't make a lot of money so right. it's you know you hear all this stuff and it's like it's daunting right but to hear you break it down it, it makes it seem like it's actually like owning my own home is something attainable it it's totally not, it's is. not just for my parents generation no it's it totally also is for, for me so. yeah it is and Fannie Mae has a cool program for people who already own homes they can roll their student loans into a refinance if they have the equity in their home and then pay them off their 30-year mortgage I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but for some people it's a practical thing so yeah that's a new thing that they've come wow. out with yeah, yeah they, they don't <laughs> teach you that one yeah so <laughs> what what generally has a higher interest rate a student loan or a home loan you know I think it depends on what you negotiate but, and also home loans are going yeah. up and the rates are on their way up by now but I think that in general um, I think home loans right now would probably still be lower than student loans mm. and uh, it's a more manageable payment because of how it's amortized yeah, yeah. you know you can always pay extra totally so, yeah totally so this is one thing that i i love about you and this is why i worked with you to buy our last house is i feel like you have so many tips and tricks and i feel like somebody can come to you and be like here's my situation you're going to take the time to get to know their unique situation and f you'll find a solution for them or say, here's what you need to do to get there in this amount of time or something like that. But you had talked about the down payment assistance program. I think that's really interesting for people. Um, can you speak a little bit about how that down payment assistance program in Washington works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the program is actually a, the state of Washington, you get to go take a class that you get to learn all about home ownership. And everyone who has taken it has said it was extremely informative. It can be done in person or online for people who want to order a pizza and sit on the couch. And um, the great thing is that after you take that, you get a certificate and the state of Washington will give you a 4% silent second loan. What that means is that 
that there's no payments, there's no interest on it. It just sits there on your mortgage and they, uh, the 4% will cover most of your minimum down payment programs. Conventional has a 3% down and FHA has a 3.5% down. So it even leaves you some money for closing costs. And then with a great real estate agent like Tyler, they'll negotiate you know money for closing costs from the seller. And a lot of times people can surprisingly get into a home with nothing out of pocket. We have it happen all the time. And uh, so that's what the program is. And you only owe the money back when you refinance or when you sell your home. So there's nothing else that just sits there. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. Um, So I feel like when we start talking about zero down home loans, we start thinking about 2008 and 2007. And it's like, oh, should that really be happening? But what's the difference between like now and then? Yeah, it's a big difference. So I've been in lending for almost 18 years. And like back when the housing crisis happened, there was there was not as much regulation on credit and the things. In fact, when I was um, first got into lending, it was funny because I was very confused because they said people could get a loan one day out of a bankruptcy or foreclosure, and I'm like, "What's going on? How is I'm only tw- I, maybe I don't get it, but you know why would they give someone financing right after something major in their credit? Wow. So you know it does make sense. That's why that happened is there was just no regulation and um, lending was kind of out of hand. The down payment assistance programs are different because they're not a zero down program where people don't have to invest anything. They are having to go take the class. The state of Washington is um, more conservative on their ratios and the things. So there is tighter underwriting guidelines and it's underwritten twice by us and by the state. And the big difference between now and then is that this isn't, you know, the same sort of a, um, it's not the same sort of environment because the government has tightened so much regulation. You know, I tell people when they are going to get a home loan, we're going to need other shoe size and their blood type. You know, and I'm just yeah, joking, yeah. of course. But, um, you it's, know, the thing is, there's it's like going through the TSA, you know, to totally. get on an airplane. Like, there's more regulation than there was 10 years ago. For sure. Um, so another question I get asked sometimes, people will have 20% to put down. <clears throat> and we won't get into why 20% down in this whole PMI thing, because that's not what we're here to talk about. But if somebody has 20% to put down... Do you always tell them that it's best to put 20% down or is it better to have like liquid cash left in your bank account and maybe go with like a 5% conventional or something like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, that would depend on what they have left in the bank after the 20% down. I think that 20% down is definitely winning as far as when you're purchasing a home because you don't have to pay the private mortgage insurance costs and that can save you $150 to $250 a month. Sure. So that's money that you know you get to keep. But I think that definitely having money in the bank, in my opinion, is more valuable. And the great thing is that with, a, say, a 5 or 10% down, you can drop your private mortgage insurance down the road. For sure. Um, homes, as you know, are pretty appreciating. And so I've had a lot of clients that have only been in their home for a year or two or, and they're contacting me to refinance and get rid of PMI. They, I tell them they don't have to refinance to get rid of it. There's ways to do it just through customer service. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't have to refinance to get rid of it. And so unless the rates are better and you want to achieve two things sure, at the yeah. same time. Um, so I would say that in the end, my opinion is it's better to have money in the bank because houses are going to need things. And, you know, you sometimes people lose their jobs. I think it just depends on each what makes each individual person feel more secure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. 
What is liquid cash? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I think when we reference that, we're just saying money in the bank is your liquid cash. Because what happens is sometimes people do put a large chunk. I had a customer contact me last week that put a lot down into her home loan. Sometimes I advise people, I definitely tell them, you know, consider that that extra $10,000 you're putting towards your loan is only going to change your payment by $50 a month. That's not a lot. Right, right. And so um, she contacted me back because she'd put a lot in and now she wants to get some of it out. She needs some of it. So I think it's, you know, that's the liquid cash is just having the money in the bank that's accessible and not tied up in your home. So cool. There we go. See, yeah. I'm, I'm completely stupid. With <laughs> so, um, my question is renting versus buying, right? Yeah. For like, like what I said, like my situation, right. you know, and for people like me too, you get out of college, you get out of school you get a job, you're going to start renting, right? That's the first step. And then you buy a home later in life. You know, like I, in another, in my past life, I lived right down the street. I rented a couple of places in Marysville and then Everett too. And I always felt like I was just kind of like throwing my money away. Like, but right. there was really nothing I could do because I was working a dead end job. So has that kind of, that was like seven, eight years ago now. So like, has that kind of changed? Is renting still kind of like you're throwing your money into a furnace and you just kiss it goodbye or, you know, in my opinion, renting is not throwing your money away. Um, for, for some people it's the better choice. And I think that's the thing is like my, endeavor in life is to make sure that people don't get in over their heads and to make sure that they're doing what's right for their individual situation. Renting is still paying for a roof over your head at the end of the day. And Um, that's important. It's really important. You're paying for something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that the the thing about Washington and and Seattle or this area in general is that we have some of the highest rent in the country. So for a lot of people, they are shocked to find out that they can actually own a home and have that payment for less than what they're paying for rent. A lot of my clients are just completely shocked when they find out that they're paying $2,800 a month for a house that they're renting and they can own a home for the same or sometimes even less than that. So that's, you know, and obviously at the end of the day, when you own a home, you're building equity in something and you're, you know, working towards something that you're going to own and pay off. So that is the advantage. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember like when I just first started renting, my, my aunt and uncle came out and saw my apartment like the first week that I was in it. And I'm from Long Island, New York. And so is my whole family. So they cool. came out here and they're like, you pay like seven fifty for this apartment. I was like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, that can't get you a closet oh, in New true. York city. Yeah. And, now, like, <laughs> and now I know that, you know, uh, that rent is just going crazy. Yeah. It, definitely in Seattle. It's it kind is. of creeping this way right. up. So it's kind of funny to see that now we're kind of matching big cities like, like are. New York city and, and, uh, San Francisco is the other one too. Right. Exactly. And they say that we are the next San Francisco. That's what I've been hearing. So it's going to go up and stay up. So it's supply and demand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is crazy how much rent is. I was shocked when I was looking at average rents. Not yeah. too long ago. I see people on Craigslist, like in Arlington, renting a room for $700 in their house. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, it's like beyond me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it does. And I think that the thing is somebody who is renting, if they don't have maybe like you know, a little bit of a cushion that they've set aside, there's definitely costs to home ownership, maintaining a home. When you rent, the advantage of someone is going to do that for you. Hopefully your landlord is good and does that for you. Right. But I think definitely, you know, at the end of the day, home ownership is the way to go. And like I said, we d- I definitely like to handhold people down that path and help them if that's the right thing for them. Cool, cool. Yeah. Nice. So in your opinion, what is the housing market like in Everett right now? 
it's booming. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's not fantastic if you're a buyer because it, it almost feels like you've won the lottery if you actually get a contract on a home. But I, you know, tell people not to be intimidated by that because it's just a sign of the health of our market. And people are moving here, and you know, it takes people usually an average of about three to four offers before they get their house. Um, so I think if you know people have their expectations set correctly and know that, then they're not as disappointed, and it really is exciting to go after it and finally get one um and i think that yeah it's 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 just a great market um and i think it's gonna spring is gonna show us more people are gonna be listing their homes and it'll open up the market for the bottleneck with the buyers that are trying to get contracts but it's um every i it's got so much going on with the waterfront development and just all the stuff i mean it's, it's such a great um city so we're gonna just see it continue to grow all right so uh the everett housing market is booming let's see I, we just we just um, looked at some numbers, and it's gone up 20% year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's talk about the market, uh, like that we're in a bubble, mm-hmm. and you've been, you worked through the last bubble. What right. do you think when people say that? I, I actually tell my buyers that, you know, I definitely personally don't think this is a bubble because it isn't a situation where every Tom, Dick and Harry can get a loan. Um, there are strict credit stipulations for getting a loan. Banks have minimum standards. The government passed a law called the Qualified Mortgage Law um, a little over a year ago, and it basically requires banks to prove that you as the buyer can afford the home loan that we give you, or you can sue the bank for giving you a loan you can't afford. So banks follow these qualified it's called a qm loan and most products that banks offer are qm loans the ones that are not are crazy high interest rates and only crazy people might want you know and um so the great thing about that is that people have they have to meet credit requirements and the um, bubble that we're seeing or people perceive as a bubble is actually supply and demand and uh, it's it is so different than before where everybody was just able to get a home loan so um, supply and demand is a real economic thing and uh, we just don't have enough houses and we're landlocked so there's just not enough uh, places for people to buy but we're in the right place at the right time you know so yeah we just got lots of business coming here and you know booming it's amazing that's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, we always ask uh, these Everett questions to every guest that we have. Yes. And uh, Henry, why don't you kick this off? Sure. Uh, so how have you seen Everett change since you've been here? I've seen a lot of dynamic growth. Um, I've seen, you know, um, obviously housing prices have shot up. <laughs> and uh, just, but I've seen also just amazing growth, lots of new restaurants and things to do and um, I'm excited about also the future growth that I've been keeping track on with the developments that they're continuing to do so I've there's just a lot of change nice. <laughs> you guys will have a lot of things to cover <laughs> we do we, we do, do have a lot of things to cover yeah and it's exciting I'm, I feel like people have been saying since I came here 12 years ago that Everett is uh, getting better and changing but I feel like right now it's exponential right um, what do you think Everett's best kept secret is I think Everett is its best kept secret because it's funny. People don't, um, people kind of, when you say Everett and people are not familiar with Everett, sometimes they have this bad, like maybe connotation in their mind of Everett, you know, and uh, people who live here, um, they love it. So I think that uh, people who, you know, know Everett, love Everett and what it has to offer. So um, I think that Everett is its own best kept secret because people who are willing to come here and get to know the people and the culture and the local 
um, are they, they're surprised by how, how great it is. Well, that leads into my next question, which is, do you think that Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? So. <laughs> I do. So I didn't live here in the time that people, um, I think, you know, I have heard that in 30 years ago or whatever it was that it had a bad rap. I don't even know why. Um, but I, I, I think it's just one of those weird things that people form uh, just opinions in their mind about things. And then that's just how it stays. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's a really diverse culture it's got so much like um just so much to offer it's just a gem there's just a lot of different things that are fun to discover and uh so yeah i think it's definitely misunderstood what do you think everett needs if anything i don't know i wouldn't i'm excited about the farmer's market that's coming i don't know if it's come yet right on colby like the seven day Oh, the indoor, the yeah. indoor. So that's on Grand. Grand. And they just opened, actually. Oh, really? You should go check it out. Oh, cool. Um, so they opened up the Grand Avenue Marketplace and then sort of the farms and market where the vendors, so the vendors, all cool. of them are still coming in. Yeah. But yeah, we just had uh, the general manager on the podcast last, last week. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds about right. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it because we really like to go to the um, market, the summer market yeah. that they have. And uh, that's one of my favorite things in the summer is the market and meeting the farmers. And there's a lady that makes some great Asian food there. And I buy her hot chili oil. Like You should uh, definitely yeah. try it. It's uh, very good. Yeah. We're, we're getting all these hot. T- <laughs> I'm telling you. The waterfront farmers market, the tacos stand that they have there. Yeah. Their Al Pastor tacos are one of my favorite oh, foods on those. the planet. I don't think I've had them. Ride your bike down there on a Sunday, get those tacos, take them over to Boxcar Park, sit and watch the boats go by. It's like, man, we live in paradise. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's yeah. um, it's really, it's fun and it, I love doing that in the summer. So that's why I was excited about the market too coming. Totally. That's awesome. So what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Just the, the, you know, well, I think it'll be awesome if um, more people realize what's here. I've heard that we're the next Seattle. And so um, I think that, you know, people and obviously the new railway that's being built is going to make it easier for people to live out of the city. I'll be dead before that. Oh, really? Is <laughs> we'll it? All be dead. Oh, my gosh. Is it going to take that long? Yeah, I guess in like my mind. Like 40, 50 years. Really? Like that? Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's that's not so funny. that long. I can't actually remember when light rail to Everett, when ST3 is going to be I can't here. either, but that's the joke. That's the oh, running really? joke is that it's going to yeah. take forever. It's definitely. Yeah. I think that I'm going to be in my 50s. So it's like at least 20 years from oh, now. Oh, you know? well, then. Well, yeah. initially it was like I was going to be like 85 or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. I, I really should know this. Anyone who's listening to this yeah. is like, wow, Tyler's an idiot. I can't <laughs> he doesn't know that. Well, I know the point is, of course, is to make it more affordable and easier to be able to live further out of the city. And so I think that's the thing is more and more people are going to discover Everett. And I hope that it continues to boom and grow like it is and, and also stay unique. It's like Austin and Texas where they always have these bumper stickers that say stay weird. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about it is that it's it's not chains. It's, you know, you totally. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way about it. Exactly. That's awesome. For sure. Keep its culture. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That's I what hope I so. hope. Cause people will say like Everett is a new ballad or Everett is a new Seattle. And I don't know about you too, but I feel like Seattle has lost all of its, not all of its eccentric charm. Right. I feel like Georgetown is still pretty cool. And uh, there's some pockets of Seattle that still feel like old Seattle. But mostly when I go there, I'm just like, this is it's lost all of its, Pacific Northwest, Pacific Northwest charm. I feel know? like it's still there, but it's underground right now. Right. It's being mm. dominated by like, you know, the tech bros and things like that. But like, you know, going to see like, like Sierra's band sleepover club, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, like 
those those weird kids are still around. Like those art kids are still around. They're just not, you know, prevalent yeah, yeah. anymore. Right. Which is, yeah. you know, whether it's because they can't live in the city and they're like coming to these right. shows, you know, and that's kind of why Seattle's losing its its culture. But totally, they're they're there. They exist, and that makes me really happy. Nice. And right. it's a new wave too. So that's cool. So let's play a game. Let's do it. All right. Fast so we always favorites. play this game called Fast Favorites. That's I'll. Uh, I'll put uh, 60 seconds on the clock <laughs> and Henry will ask you questions. You know what we didn't get? We didn't get the tote bag of mystery. Oh, you know, <laughs> Usually that, that's Garrett's. I know Garrett. We all, we have a, we have a prize bag. Right. If you win you, this game, you get a it's, prize. It's right over there. If you want to uh, grab it. Uh, it should have stuff in it. Garrett is the one who always gets the bag ready. He's so we'll, the bag let's handler. play the game and then we'll handle the prize. We'll figure that out. So I've got 60 seconds on the clock. Henry, I'm ready now. All right, here we go. Favorite place to eat. Anna's. Favorite place to drink. Narrative coffee. Favorite place to watch the sunset. Grand Avenue. Favorite word to describe Everett. Local. Thing to do when you have free time. Hang out with my family. Oh that, that my the, gosh. That is, is the fastest. <laughs> of course the top 1% loan originator in the country is going to be the fastest with this. So. That was wild. Yeah. I think, I think you won. Seven this. seconds. That's definitely the fastest. Nice. All right, you're gonna let me let me look in this bag real quick. I'm gonna set my headphones down. Go look Exciting. In the bag. <laughs> Is there stuff in there? Stuff. Should we pause? Okay. <laughs> you get a straw. It. Yeah, right. Here, you get a receipt that was left in the bag. Oh boy. Okay, right. let's see here. Dig in. All right. Dig deep. Oh yeah. Live in Everett license plate yes. frame. Good things happen awesome. here. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, I love those license plate frames too. I feel like. Everett needs more like pride swag, you right. know. You guys are doing good with that. Yeah, I like thanks. The stuff you have. Yeah, appreciate it. So yeah, there you go. You got Thank that. Thank you. Good job on the. Uh, I feel like a winner. Yeah. <laughs> you are. We're all winners. We're all, <laughs> the Everett podcast. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, all right. So before we cut you loose, any asks of our audience or uh, ways that people can connect with you or find you if they're interested in talking more about buying a home yeah i would love it so my office is in downtown everett but the best way to reach me is my cell phone number which is the texas area code it is 214-551-2652 and uh, i would love to talk to anyone more about questions they might have if this is the right time for them just things they might be wondering about renting versus owning and just their own individual situation i love to meet people face to face and talk about anything that they need so please give me a call anytime yeah, and if um, it, you prefer email, um, yeah, I can. I, you can email us at contact at liveineverett.com and we can connect you with Michelle or Michelle, what's your email address? It's kind of long. It's mbrudodacosta at homebridge.com, which is M B like boy, R U T like Tom, O D like dog, A Costa, which is C O S like Sam, T like Tom, A like Apple at homebridge.com it's very long nice <laughs> cool but i'm sure that gave people plenty of time to write it down um all right so thanks so much everybody for hanging out for the live in everett podcast we would love to hear from you send us feedback tips or whatever you want drop us a line at podcast at live and we might read your pod uh your comments on the next show if you're listening on itunes take a minute and rate us it helps a ton uh, you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness. 
The Weekly Goodness goes out every single Monday and is packed full of upcoming events, our latest podcast and video of the week, and a recap of what's new on the blog. You can subscribe to The Weekly Goodness for free at liveandever.com slash subscribe. Thanks for being here today, Michelle. It was awesome seeing you and connecting. Thanks um, for having me. Special thanks to Oliver L. Farmy for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J., producer and co-host today, Henry J. You're welcome. Uh, by the way, Henry has a radio show every Friday night at 8.30 p.m., it's on 90.7 KSER FM. It's called The Stereo Wire, and it is my favorite show. Mine too. <laughs> Good things happen in Everett because of you, so thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week. This is why we're Everett till the grave.